In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Tuesday of the ninth week in ordinary time of the church's year. Today being the sixth day of June, 2023. Let us call upon the Spirit of God to come dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. O come, O come, Holy Ghost, come, O come, O come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. The first reading today is taken from the book of Tobit, chapter 2, from verse 9 to verse 14. And the gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 12, from verse 13 to verse 17. In the gospel of today, the Pharisees and some of the Herodians, to entrap Jesus, went to Jesus to ask a question. And what was that question? See, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should they as Jews pay tax to Caesar or not? Now, this question was asked to entrap Jesus. Why was it a very, very tricky question. Why could this be used to entrap Jesus? Remember the Roman authorities occupied the land of the people of God, the Israelites, and they were taking taxes from them. They were seen as the enemies of the people of God. And that is why the tax collectors, who were Jews, were greatly hated by their Jewish brothers and sisters because they were seen as saboteurs, collaborating with their enemies, the Roman authorities, to extort them and to exploit them, the Jews. And so, if Jesus says, pay tax, he will be presenting himself as the enemy of the Jewish nation. If he says don't pay tax, he will be presenting himself as the enemy of the Roman nation. So whichever one he says, he will be literally entrapped. They will have no excuse to persecute him and to execute him. But before they ask this question, they sang the praises of Jesus Christ. And all they said about him were through. They said it to Jesus that he is actually a good teacher. The teacher who has no fear for anyone. 
and who does not consider the position of any man, but truly teaches the way of God. Dear friends in Christ, beware of praise singers. Beware of those who are out on the mission of deceit to run you down because they have seen you to be a man or a woman of virtue. It may be in your home, it may be in your neighborhood, it may be in your place of work. As a politician, beware of praise singers. As a leader, beware of praise singers. Whether religious leader, be a pastor, a priest, a bishop, a general overseer, beware of those who will premix their deceit on your good works. A married man, a married woman, a lecturer, a physician, a business person, beware of those who will highlight the good aspect of your life. And after highlighting that and getting your heart and your attention, they build conclusions that will ruin you based on the very premises they have set, which are true of you. There are deceitful people everywhere today. Beware of them. Don't be carried away by the praise singers' praises. In fact, let your focus be having the approval of God than rather than the applause of men. Because the quest for the approval of men and the applause of human beings have destroyed many. The same people who applaud you today, after falling into the trap they set, will be the same people that will destroy you tomorrow. But the good news is, if you are sincere and fervent in the path of righteousness and in doing the will of God, God will always have a way of securing you and guaranteeing your safety. So Jesus was not carried away. The trap they set for him was employed by him, guided by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to teach something fundamental. And what was that? That we should be fervent in carrying out our civil responsibilities as well as our religious responsibilities. That is what he meant by saying, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Unfortunately, this very passage has always been cited by people who are insincere in serving God. Those who wish to justify their syncretic lifestyle. Those who want to worship God and at the same time worship Mammon. Those who want to worship God and at the same time worship money. Those who want to worship God and at the same time worship idols. Those who want to worship God and at the same time involve themselves in evil and wickedness. They always make reference to this passage and this statement of Christ. 
in a bid to justify their evil. But this is a completely misrepresentation of what Christ teaches. Because Christ himself said, you cannot worship both money and God. You cannot worship two masters. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and serve idols and serve evil and serve unrighteousness. You cannot serve God and serve men. You cannot serve God and serve human institutions. You must choose between the two. Who to serve. So when Christ says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, Caesar is representing simple authority. Caesar in this passage is not representing um, any idol, is not representing evil, is not representing deities, is not representing occultic kingdoms, he is representing civil authority. And so Jesus says, we must carry out our civil responsibilities and be obedient to the constitutions of our land. Of course, bearing in mind that an unjust law is not law and as such is not binding. So, being obedient to the constitutions of the land does not mean obeying that which is unjust. Because by its very foundation, it is not a law. Irrespective of who has promulgated that law. And so we have the responsibility not to obey a law that is founded on injustice. As a matter of fact, disobeying or not upholding such a law is a civil responsibility that must be carried out by every citizen. We have the responsibility to support constituted authorities, legitimately constituted authorities. We as Christians have the responsibility to pay our taxes, to contribute to the growth of the civil society, and equally carrying out our religious responsibilities, obeying God and his voice and his teachings and carrying out all that is required of us as the children of God. If we are fervent in doing this, we shall be creating a society that is characterized by justice, virtue, development, and advancement. There will be peace. There will be unity. There will be oneness. Because obeying God is not opposed to obeying civil authorities. Fulfilling our religious obligations does not go you know, against fulfilling our civil obligations. Dear children of God, today we are therefore called upon to be fervent in doing the will of God, even to the point of fulfilling not just our religious obligations and responsibilities, but even the civil ones, provided they are in line with the will of God and the good, common good of the people. May God continue to give us that grace to stay fervent in doing his will through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.